We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the Tuesday Take 5 for Week 7 on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin, one of the owners at Rotoviz. Uh, Curtis and I had a little bit of trouble syncing up tonight on a time to record, so I'm just going solo. We will go forward. I'm actually a little bit excited here for this episode. You know, always excited, but tonight in particular because I just added in a couple of tiny tweaks to the Monday review tool, added in a couple of um couple of new metrics in there also kind of organized things to make it a little bit easier to read and also just added in a tab that uh, lets you make some quick graphs that i think might be useful to look at on a monday maybe tuesday morning while you wait for some of the other tools to have all of their data get populated should also help us as we make our way through these episodes so week seven if we take a look at quarterbacks, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson tie for the QB1 spot, each with 33.9 PPR in this game. Uh, Mahomes and Jackson, the only quarterbacks this week to get into the plus 20 range on EPA. Mahomes actually at 27.6, Lamar Jackson at 24. Um, we know that, um, Mahomes threw four passing touchdowns. Lamar Jackson also had three passing touchdowns. Of course, he also had a nice game as a rusher punching in a rushing touchdown. Um, I don't think we need to spend too much more time lingering on them. Uh, both pretty good passing numbers in terms of pacer converting their air yards. Uh, the player that's probably worth focusing on here because behind the number three spot, we have Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts at this point in the year. Don't need to say too much about these guys, but we have Gardner Minshew with 27.1 PPR. And the really crazy thing about the Colts in general right now, right? If we look at Anthony Richardson, (coughs) excuse me, and we look at Gardner Minshew and we just kind of consider them like, one player 
They went well over. So Richardson goes over 20 in week one. They combined to go well over 20 in week two. There is a little bit of a lull in week three with Minshew going for only around like 13 points. Week four, Minshew gets up to almost, or excuse me, Richardson's back gets up to almost 30 points. Week five is down week. Week six is down week. But week seven, we see Minshew get over 25 again. So I just think it's really interesting to see what this Colts offense has been able to do. So in this game, 23 attempts for Minshew, completes 15 passing-wise, two touchdowns, 305 yards, actually has a lot of yak coming from his receivers, the most on the week, 11.4 yards after uh, the catch per completion, an dot of 9.1 very high pacer here at 1.459 throws for 200. Of course, you know, the yak helps in that regard uh, as a rusher though, adds 29 yards. And of course the two rushing touchdowns uh, picks up 11 first downs for the Colts in terms of EPA does come in at five, not the highest on the week, uh, but pretty good there. And it's just really surprising to see what Minshew and Richardson have combined for. And if we look across the year now, Gardner Minshew, in terms of fantasy points per game right now, um, well, you'd have Anthony Richardson coming in around QB8. And then Minshew... Well, yeah, he's kind of weighed down, so we can't actually look at it like that. But I do think it's just notable what he's been able to do here. Uh, and to see him finish this highly is just very impressive, um, given what he was kind of thrust into. So the final thing we'll do here is just look at Minshew across the games that he's been in. Uh, 65% completion rate. Throwing a touchdown every 32 attempts, uh, you know, definitely not the highest rate in the league. Uh, over one in terms of pacer. And, uh, you know, the thing that's going to help him is those two rushing touchdowns. Has given up five fumbles, though. So, you know, maybe it's not quite as good as it seems when you look at some of these fantasy performances for him, but definitely wanted to call that out. Now, across the year, in terms of PPR per game right now, and keep in mind uh, that while I record this, the Monday night game is just starting. Uh, but Josh Allen at 22.6 PPR per game, followed by Jalen Hurts at 21.7, then Mahomes at 21.4, Lamar Jackson at 21, Justin Herbert at 20.9, followed by Tua and Kirk. So pretty chalky there. Uh, does look like Justin Fields, if he returns, might continue to to uh, start to catch up to some of these other players in terms of points per game. Um, EPA per game, expected points added per game right now, kind of an interesting window into um, what's actually going on in the field and maybe how it translates to win and losses outside of a fantasy perspective. Josh Allen leading the way to 11.9 per game, followed by Mahomes, Purdy, Tua, Herbert, Jackson Hurts, and then CJ Stroud. Probably come back and look at some of this stuff a little bit more um, later into the season. 
And the final thing that uh, I added into the Monday review tool this week that I think is kind of fun to look at is passing attempts per touchdown. Uh, so what we'll do here is we'll look at passers that have had over um, 100 attempts at this point and our most efficient passers Tua throwing a touchdown every 15 attempts, but actually Justin Fields every 15 attempts, followed by Josh Allen at 16, Russell Wilson at 16 and Brock Purdy at 16. Uh, then you have Kirk Cousins at 17, followed by Patrick Mahomes at 18. And actually, Jordan Love uh, comes in with 19, just ahead of Justin Herbert. So, kind of an interesting uh, breakdown there on quarterbacks. If we turn to running backs here, and we look at week seven, of course, Christian McCaffrey is playing. So, one must assume that there's probably going to be like, you know, another 20 points or so coming from him. But... Our player of the week here at running back, Donta Foreman, comes in for the Bears. You want to talk about time and time again, fantasy managers seeing just running backs that, uh, you know, get the reins to an offense for a week and are able to make stuff happen. No better example than Foreman here. Finishes with 33 PPR. Uh, actually had an expected points added in this game of 9.1. By and large, the highest of a running back for the week uh, on 33. He was in actually on just 33 snaps, which was 46% of um, Bears snaps. Now, that's not broken out to just look at rushing snaps. Um, but yeah, very efficient with him. 16 rushes, 89 yards, punches in two rushing touchdowns, had a rushing share of 42.1. So of all of the Bears rushes, he accounted for 42.1. Also saw five targets uh, and actually picked up an extra 31 yards. Um, had 37 yards after the catch. That was 12.3 per reception. Picks up three first downs and route to finishing with 33 points. He's followed by Alvin Kamara, uh, who had <clears throat> another nice game this week, was in on 73% of plays for New Orleans, 17 rushes and attempts. Not nearly as efficient as a player like Foreman, 62 yards, so that's 3.6 per clip. Uh, the key, though, for Kamara here, 14 targets, catches 12 of them, adds 91 yards as a receiver on just six air yards, so that's 7.8 yards after the catch per reception, picks up, picks up six first downs for the Saints, and this is a super impressive performance here because he gets to... Uh, 29 points without a touchdown. Of course, when you're in a PPR league, uh, you know, 12 receptions certainly going to help. But even in um, even in half PPR, you know, we're still at 2022, 17.3 in standard. Jameer Gibbs, good to see him being able to get back into form now. Of course, David Montgomery was not in the game for the Lions, but let's look at what Gibbs was able to do as the main guy there. Um. As I said, 27.6 points, was in on 87% of snaps, just 11 rushing attempts, but was efficient with them, goes for 68 yards, punches in a touchdown as a rusher, had a rushing share of, share of 78.6, also a target share of over 20, saw 10 targets in this game, was good at converting, caught nine of them, adds 58 yards as a receiver. Uh, with 6.3 yards after the catch per reception. Also adding in here three first downs for the Lions. So 
you're looking at a situation here where if Montgomery were to miss more time, the amount of running back work available in Detroit, and this was a weird, weird game um, in that Detroit just got absolutely pummeled here uh, by Baltimore. But it does speak to if this team really wanted to give Gibbs most of the offense, um, you know, what he might be able to do. Of course, I would expect when Montgomery comes back, we see that get scaled down. But you really like to see that target total for Gibbs. He's followed by Travis Etienne, who's just been superb this season. So I don't think we need to spend too much time on his performance. Um, Etienne finishes with 22.7 PPR Played 88% of the snaps, had 14 rushing attempts, two rushing touchdowns on an, you know, under average efficiency for him. Also takes three receptions uh, as well for 24 yards. Then we saw Gus Edwards, who had one monster reception, able to get his way into the top five. This week, four running backs with 21.4, just barely edging out Jonathan Taylor, who was looking to make what I believe would be his first appearance of the year. Of course, with Edwards, what you're going to see is he had 76 yards uh, after the catch on um, <laughs> on uh, what is this here? Just one reception. Uh, yeah, took one reception for 80, 80 yards, 76 yards after the catch. That really did most of the damage for him there. If we take one quick little zoom out right here and we look at PPR per game among running backs. You have Devon uh, Achan, unfortunately injured right now with 25.4 in four games, followed by McCaffrey at 24.7. That average might come down or go up once his game finishes. Kamara sneaking his way now into number three with 21.7 ahead of Mostert, and Travis Etienne is currently five. Um, In terms of expected points added per game, Achan or Chan, excuse me, followed by Jones, then Foreman, Chubb, then McCaffrey. Of course, Chubb just had that one game, so we'd probably have to filter out some plays here to take a deeper look into that. Uh, In terms of snap percentage, right now we were actually seeing Kyron Williams with the highest snap percentage, followed by Barkley, then ETN, Rashad White, Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, and Alvin Kamara. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking at wide receiver performances in week five, and uh, it looks like Jordan Addison potentially could sneak his way into the, into this if I were to do uh, this episode on Tuesday and not on Monday. But A.J. Brown with a really nice game for the Eagles, finishes with 29.7, followed by Tyreek Hill with 25.8. But let's talk about Josh Downs a player that finishes with 23.5 as part of that um, offensive attack for Indianapolis that we talked about with Minshew. Now, he's played 50 of uh, fifty snaps here. That was a 71% snap share for Josh Downs. In terms of target share, he's at 27.3, just six targets overall, but a nice share Five receptions goes from 125 receiving yards, one touchdown. Now he actually saw 97 air yards at an air yard share of 46.4 added 65 yards after the catch leading most of the receivers this week outside of Michael Pittman, uh, who also had a lot of yards after the catch per reception, but we actually had um, Josh Downs at 13 had an eight out of 16.2. Picks up four first downs. What you're really seeing here is Josh Downs establishing himself as a very notable rookie wide receiver right here, making an impact, high target share. And if you look at Downs, and let's maybe do it like this. Let's just look at his PPR across the season. We'll go game by game. Uh, Starts off a little bit over five, then around uh, seven and a half in week two. As early as week three, we actually saw him crest 13 points, had kind of a low week four. In week five, crests 15, puts up another 13 and a half or so point performance in week six. Then week seven, we see him get his first game over 25 points. In terms of targets, Downs has continued to remain pretty notable. In fact, he only had one game this year where he's been below five targets. All of this coming together for a very nice rookie season for Josh Downs. I think outplaying a lot of the expectations that people would have had much like this Colts passing game. And, uh, you know, you have to start to think about what that dynasty value could look like for downs. And I'm not sure that there's been enough of a correction yet, perhaps to what it should be, because my expectation would be when this year finishes and you run him through some of the tools that we have, maybe you do a, uh, you know, a a search on his rookie year to see which other rookie seasons he matches up with. You're going to see, it's probably going to be a lot of players that went on to have a lot of success. Now, does that not all, does that always work out? No, but more often than not, it does. So some very notable stuff there from Josh Downs behind him. We have Puka Nakua, Amon Ross, St. Brown. So a lot of the usual names and uh, quickly here, if we zoom out, we look at PPR per game. We'll see that it's Hill, Diggs, Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, 
AJ Brown, followed by Adam Thielen, who was off this week, then Puka, then Jamar Chase, then Amon Ra, St. Brown, and DJ Moore. So making our way, eh, actually, I feel like there was one more thing that I just added in that might be of, of some interest. Uh, let's do this. Let's look at players with more than 50 attempts right now. And let's look at who leads in terms of EPA per game. It's Hill, Thielen, Allen, A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, Jamar Chase, Puka, Diggs, Jefferson, St. Brown. A lot of these wide receiver numbers very much concentrated between them. Uh, in terms of yards after the catch per reception, it's D.J. Moore, Tyreek Hill, Michael Pittman, Jamar Chase, Kendrick Bourne, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Puka, Keenan Allen, Zay Flowers. Kind of interesting there to see those numbers. Um, also in terms of receiving touchdowns right now, you have Hill at seven followed by Diggs at six, then DJ Moore at five and Jacoby Myers at five. Looking at our tight ends this week. And, uh, quickly playing with some filters here. You have Travis Kelsey with another absolutely massive game. 35.9. PPR, 13.8 EPA, 13 targets, 12 receptions, 179 receiving yards, a receiving touchdown, saw 130 air yards, which is double that of any other tight end from the week. Actually, uh, Darren Waller saw 76 and was was the number two this week among tight ends in terms of air yards. Actually, so Kelsey had an air yard share of 379 Puts up 73 yards after the catch. That was 6.1 per clip. Has the highest A dot, unsurprisingly, at 10. Also picked up nine first downs. So it's another part of this massive campaign for Travis Kelsey. Uh, right now, if you look at PPR per game for Kelsey, <laughs> he has um, a... Oh, hold on. Sorry. Struggling here with my mouse. Uh, right now in PPR per game, Travis Kelsey's at 20.8. The next closest tight end is Mark Andrews at 15.6. That, ladies and gentlemen, has a gives him a full five points, 5.2 points of separation. All right, back to week seven, though. We talked about Travis Kelsey. You did have Darren Waller finishing as the tight end two. Now, Waller... Uh, picked up 7.5 EPA in this game at target share of 29, caught 87.5% of his passes. So he went seven for eight as a receiving touchdown. As I mentioned earlier, 76 air yards. Um, a dot here of 9.5. Now, if you look at Waller across the season and you look at targets, um, the last three games, slightly higher average than he would have had the first four. Some of that is just because he saw the his highest total of the season in week five. But we definitely are starting to see um, Waller's game translating into higher PPR per game, which shouldn't come as a surprise, but also higher EPA, which I think speaks to some degree to the way that his usage has kind of changed. Of course, you know, some of this does come from the fact that you have Taylor throwing to him and not Jones, or I shouldn't say we can be, we don't know if it's, if it's causal here, 
But uh, there is the possibility that when Jones gets back into the lineup, things start to look a little bit different for Waller. He's followed by Mark Andrews, then Dallas Goddard. <coughs> Excuse me. And now we've seen Goddard being more of what Curtis and I were expecting and hoping for heading into the season. He picks up 18.7 in the game that the Eagles had with the Dolphins. Um, he plays 78.9% of the snaps, a target share of 17%. And that's notable because you're seeing uh, that target share so concentrated in Philly catches all five of his targets at 77 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown, just 22 air yards for Goddard as 11 yards after the catch per reception, easily the highest total of all ends this week. Comes in at number four. Uh, behind him, a couple of the interesting names. You got Dalton Kincaid, Gerald Everett, Sam Laporta, uh, David Njoku, Evan Ingram. I think it's interesting that you're seeing Laporta and Kincaid finishing up this highly this week. Dawson Knox had a bad drop in the game, which I'm sure some will want to talk about, uh, potentially foreshadowing somewhat of a shift now to Kincaid seeing more work. In this game against New England, 15.5 PPR for Kincaid. He played on 61% of snaps, had a target share of 20.5, caught all eight of his passes, goes for 75 receiving yards, only saw 37 air yards, uh, air yard share of 8.2, picks up 38 yards after the catch, though, uh, just an dot of 4.6. But across the season now, we continue to see Kincaid appearing positively in a lot of the different things that we will look at. And if I just kind of plot um, his usage across the season, what we'll see is that uh, this game against New England with his eight targets was the highest of the year. Um Prior to that, he did get six targets, I guess, as early as week two. So, you know, a lot of good things to point to there for Kincaid. And if we look across the season, Kincaid actually is in, he's tight end 19 um, in terms of overall PPR. In terms of PPR per game right now, Kincaid, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, is at 7.4 PPR per game. His target share, which I'd imagine will continue uh, to rise, is at... Hold on, let me very quickly pull this up. I apologize. Uh, he has a target share right now of 11.4, while catch rate on the year of 92.6%. And um, rounding out this week... As I mentioned, you had, okay, yeah, he was our fifth tight end. You also had Gerald Everett, then Sam Laporta. Want to focus here a little bit on Sam Laporta. Had 11.2 PPR. This was a game where he went six of seven. We saw his target share come in at 14.3, also an air yard share of 14.8. And on the season now, that puts Laporta with a season-long 
target share of 20.3 and an air yard share of 21. He also has scored in 70 games 90.7 PPR. That comes out to 13 PPR per game. This is a really, really impressive performance. Laporta really establishing himself. When you're seeing this from a rookie tight end, uh, this is something that you definitely have to take notice of. In fact, in PPR per game right now, Sam Laporta ranks number three. Hawkinson is playing currently, so that could change. But Laporta definitely looking like he is the real deal at tight end. All right. That is our Tuesday take five for week seven. Should have Curtis back next week. Um, this week, for those of you that were looking for the YouTube feed, I uh, elected to do this uh, just an audio format, but we should be back next week. And we are looking forward to the start sit show on Thursday prior to Thursday night football. And there should probably be one more episode coming out this week be it a DCC episode or something I might kind of do free for myself, but looking forward to uh, catching up with you then. And thanks for uh, stopping by. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz fantasy football show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Dave Cabin FF and at C Patrick NFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate review and subscribe.